God can move mountains and we can be the seed that he moves the mountains with. If we'll just be the hands and feet of Jesus and instead of brow beating, putting your finger in somebody's face, man, why don't you just meet them where they are and find common ground and... You are listening to the Christian Music Archive podcast, part of the new release today podcast network. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. Each week, I share stories about Christ, community, and music, chatting with musical guests who you will find listed on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. There are thousands of creative men and women who have helped shape the soundtrack of the Christian faith, and we get to hear their stories, learn about how Christ has made a difference in their life, and hopefully along the way, we'll learn how we can be a better part of our community. Hello, friends. Welcome to the 97th episode of the podcast. Man, I can't believe we've been doing this for almost 100 episodes. One of my hopes in starting this was to get to know artists more than the, quote, stars whose music we listen to. For me, sitting down with these artists helps me realize that they are just regular folks like you and me. Sometimes when I chat with a guest, I feel like they're in press mode. Their publicist has told them certain things to say, and they're trying to spread the word about their current project. And those conversations are well and good, but every once in a while, I sit down with someone and I feel like it's just two old friends sipping an iced tea on the back porch while we talk about life. Today's conversation is one of those chats. You'll hear the birds chirping in the background as we chat about life and share a song or two. I was introduced to Scotty Inman by one of my publicist friends who thought that we should talk. And it didn't take long before I felt like I was chatting with one of my best friends. Scotty is one quarter of the Southern Gospel group Triumphant and has just released his first solo project called Anywhere Jesus Is. I invite you to join on the back porch in our conversation right after this quick word from Mercy Inc. If you follow the news at all recently, you are aware of the devastating crisis and the war that is raging in Ukraine. There are currently over two and a half million Ukrainian refugees pouring into neighboring countries. And the majority of these displaced refugees are women and children desperately seeking for shelter and food and medical assistance. When we look at the chaos and suffering that is unfolding in the Ukraine, it is easy to feel helpless. But there are tangible ways you can give that directly impact the lives of those who have left everything they know in search of safety. Mercy Inc. is on the ground with its partners providing shelter, food, and medical assistance. Mercy is providing bedding in a church so children can lay their weary little frames for a night of true rest. Mercy is providing supplies for mothers so that they have what they need to continue making their way to safety on the other side of the border. Mercy is holding babies and calming toddlers for hours upon hours within the safety of a bond shelter in an orphanage. Mercy looks like absolute relief on the face of an exhausted elderly woman who is wrapped up in kindness and transported from the border to a safe place in Hungary where she can find food and shelter. Mercy is love in action. Would you consider joining Mercy Inc. in providing shelter, food, and medical assistance to those displaced by war? Please go to mercyinc.org slash crisisrelief to give directly to the crisis relief in Ukraine. That's mercyinc.org slash crisis hyphen relief. The name Scotty Inman is no stranger to fans of Southern gospel music. 
As a founding member of the Triumphant Quartet, he has toured the world for more than 20 years and has been part of 22 album projects. He's also the recipient of a four BMI Songwriter Awards, having penned songs for so many gospel groups, I can't list them all. But this year, Scotty's released a solo project called Anywhere Jesus Is, and I'm excited to hear the story about this album. So join me in welcoming to the podcast, Scotty Inman. Welcome. Hey, so glad to be here. This is really neat. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Your shirt uh, already advertising the album, Anywhere yeah. Jesus Is. Yeah, I'm getting free merch. It's great. <laughs> you know, I know I know people. There it's you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, there, <laughs> a lot of the folks that listen to this podcast may not know who you are. So let's just do some real quick popcorn questions about your music stuff. Sounds good. So uh, what was the first instrument you learned to play? Well, I'm a drummer, uh, which doesn't really help me uh, because, <laughs> I mean, the whole drumming lead singer thing kind of went out with Phil Collins. Exactly, yeah. But uh, or, or Don Henley or whoever it is. But I've, I'm kind of one of those guys that I've not really picked up many other instruments. And it's kind of weird because I write songs. Yeah. People are like, how do you write songs? And I'm like, I don't know. It's a God thing. I kind of get melodies in my head. And then, you know, I get with a co-writer and. And we figure it out, but it's 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 an interesting deal. Uh, guitar is is in the works. Okay, say that. there you go. There you, well, you've been doing it for twenty years. You got to pick something up that you can make musical. Although I've talked to guys who make musical drums, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's I don't, I don't know many churches that would agree with that. But. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, what was your very first ever public performance singing? Okay. It was a it was a youth night at my church when I was 16 years old. I grew up in church my entire life. Okay, um, but at 16 I got saved. It's one of those oh, deals where yeah. um, thought I was saved. Went to church every time the doors were open, type thing. But yeah. at 16 I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not saved. Mm. And it's like I right at that same time we were at a youth conference, and I was like, God wants me to sing. I feel like He's putting a tug. He's pulling me into the ministry but not as a preacher. He's pulling me in as a singer. And so I immediately started singing songs. I sang a song by the Gaither vocal band. Oh, sure. Uh, entitled Temporary Home that Michael English sang. And uh, I sang that at a youth night uh, many moons ago. And so um, that was my first song, my first setting, Scared to Death. <laughs> well, we're going to hopefully talk a little bit more about your that decision at 16 to become a follower of Christ. So we'll put a sure. pin in that. We'll come back to that. But you're stranded on a desert island. What are your top three albums that you have to have with you? Oh my! Um, wow, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, I'm a big Brooks and Dunn's fans. Brooks and Dunn. So I mean, Brooks and Dunn Essentials. Okay. Yeah, let's go with um, Toto Four. Oh, sweet album. And let's go with Michael English's first solo album, Self Titled. Ah, so the very one first one that had uh, Mary, did you know on it? In Christ alone, where did you know? Yeah, all yeah. yeah. Let's just go with those three off the top of my head. There you go. Because yeah. I, I heard an interview that you, you're listening to music all the time, so you've got a lot to choose from. I do, and that's why I'm sitting there going, oh, uh, <laughs> what, what? And uh, so I'll, I'll get off here and go, wait, this one too. Wait, this one <laughs> you too. You only get three, so. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. What artist would you say has had the biggest impact on you personally and professionally? I'm about to be, I'm about to be, um, contradictory to what I just said a little bit. Um, <laughs> there is a guy, Phillips Craig and Dean, uh, Dan Dean with Phillips Craig and Dean. Yeah. I probably listened to him sing more than anybody. Um, and I got to meet him a few years ago and we became great friends. We've gone retreats together since. And uh, so I'm going to say my dad 
because he does what I do as well. But, right. you know, sometimes when – in his own way, he's been my number one, you know, uh, hero. Yeah. But as far as outside of the family, the guy that can talk to you in a different way, Dan Dean would be that guy for me. A uh, great heart for people. Um, great singer, songwriter, family guy. And he's just poured a lot into me. Well, and how cool of it is it that you can actually be a friend with this guy too? That's that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, it came, it came from a songwriting session I had with Tony Wood, uh, who had written with us both. He's like, "Who's your inspiration?" I was. I, ex- I explained Dan Dean was a big one. He's like, "Have you ever met him?" I was like, "Not really. We'd, our paths have never crossed." Right. And so I got a phone call like two days later. Oh. Wow. And he's like, "Hey, he's, he's like, hey, nobody's ever mentioned me as being one of their heroes, so I had to call you." <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, sweet. Glad to be the first. There you go. There you go. Well, in, in the introduction, we talked about the fact that you have released a solo album. And I'm I'm can just imagine that fans of the Triumphant Quartet are going, uh oh. What's happening yeah. to the Triumphant Quartet? You're not leaving the quartet, are you? Not the plans at all. No, sir. It's uh it is just honestly a tugging that I've had. I've had people for a long time say, Why don't you do a solo record? And I was like, Yeah, why? Yeah. I don't I mean, I don't know why you would do one kind of mentality. Then all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I wrote a song about my kids and how to grow up slow that is really dear to me. And I was like, I'm the only one going to be able to sing that song. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very personal. And I was like, you know, I have a whole catalog of stuff that I love that maybe nobody's picked up. And maybe it's because I was supposed to have done it. Yeah. Uh, and so I got, but I didn't want to do just a simple table project or some under the radar. I was like, if I'm doing this, I want to. You know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So I want to go for this thing. Yeah. And um, so the guys are cool about it. They understand. I'm a, I'm a lot younger than them, too. So they they understand that. Um, and I'm just trying to I'm, – I'm, I'm going to be touring it. Okay. Uh, also, you know, hope to do, you know, average a data, average a concert a month yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when the schedule allows. But that's the plan. And it's a lot of fun. I'm telling you, I, I've really enjoyed making music – and let people see another side of me from the, from the personal side of this is who he is a part of, of the group. Yeah. So you're not going to be the opening act for triumphant quartet. <laughs> no, I, I think I had somebody ask you, I had somebody ask me that the other day, go, Oh, I sweet. Maybe you can do 25 minutes for the group comes on. I'm like, well, first of all, I'll be toast. <laughs> right. Cause I sing 60% of, you know, the, you know, I sing lead for the, the group. And yeah. second, I want to separate that. Yeah. You know, I, I'll go out some other time. I may do a song, sure, you know, in the program, uh, but you know, nothing, nothing substantial. Uh, when people come to hear Triumph, they want to hear Triumph. There you go. Well, now a lot of people know this, but you actually are a founding member of the group with your dad, mm-hmm. and you guys started about twenty yep. years ago. And if did I hear correctly that you guys got started in Louise Mandrell's theater? Yeah, Louise Mandrell of the Mandrell Sisters actually formed uh, us um, twenty years ago. She was having a church service at her theater for, for a get for a tourist. Okay. Come as you are type deal. You know, if you don't, most people don't want to go to church on vacation sometimes because right. they don't feel like they have the right clothes. You know yeah. how that is. Yeah. You know, especially, especially 20 years ago, that's kind of a, a little bit of a different point now. Um, and so some of the guys would uh, volunteer their time, preach, sing at that. So she got to know actually all of us in different times from that. Okay. And she wanted to start a group. Long story short, we all live in the same town. And there's a, there's a whole story that I can go into, but the point is the four of us live in town. We all came together and we were there for three years 
Okay. She left. The people who bought the theater kept us on for two more. And then we decided after those two years that we were being, we felt God was leading us to go on the road. And um, it was a great decision. Never thought, when, whenever we started the group, if you told us, hey, in five years, you guys will be going on the road, we'd be like, yeah. forget it. We ain't going to do it. <laughs> but it's the best thing. It's the best thing that uh, that could have happened for our ministry. And um, it's been it's been incredible, honestly. 20 years, I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think of a lot of people who say, well, I got to be 18 and I wanted to get out of the house, but now you spent 20 years with your dad. What's that like? Yeah. Well, it's different. That's it. Me and dad have a different relationship. Um, obviously I respect him. He's my father. We, but there's, it's not a, it's not a, um, father, son got a thumb on you type scenario. Uh-huh. It's, it's always been a, uh, you know, like a better word, buddy thing, you know, we're, we're, we're buddies, we're best friends. Um, I respect him, um, like a father. So there's no, like, you know, you know, I mean, it, it just, it's all, it's just worked out. It's, it was, it's a good situation. So you're the lead singer. Do you get to tell your dad what to do once in a while? <laughs> uh, I just get to take it. I just get his medicine ready for him every day. I'm like, dad, here's your pills. Um, yeah. Make sure you drink plenty of water. Yeah. Um, no, you know, dad started out, dad started out as the lead singer. Okay. And, um, and then over time, you know, he's like, you know what, you know, the, the music kind of evolved. We, we started out very, very traditional and now we're, considered i guess an edgier yeah um southern gospel artist and so with the with the morphing of the music i became more of a um i guess lead vocal in the group um so that explains why i'm the lead singer it's not because of any other thing but he just like hey it's you go do this thing i'll be here if you need me yeah. you know and but he, everybody's got their own strengths in our group sure and everybody does what they do uh i think i think they do them very well and so um Everybody's got their, like I said, it, it's it, that's one good thing about a group is you can go, hey, you take the ball and run with it, yeah. you know. Yeah. This is this is your this is your this is your deal here or whatever. Um, and I learned that on my first concert and things I need to work on. Well, that's going to be a, a little bit different thing when you're touring your album solo. Then it is, and I had my first uh, solo concert May the 11th um, okay. in Arlington, Texas, and it was a lot of fun. It was great, uh, great spirit, fun to sing the songs live to see kind of which songs connect, yeah, you know, yeah, everything connects on CD, but live what connects. You know? <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, brought some, there were some band guys there with me. So I was able to lean on them a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's different, you know, it's different. It's like, you know, between songs, you know what you want to say, but you want to come out like you meant it. You yeah. Know? yeah. You, know, you want to sound like, you know, like you're not trying to figure out what to say, or you're not reading the script at the same time. You know, right. it's being as personal as you can be. So, but it was, it was uh, all in all, I had no nerves, believe it or not, and it went really well. So that means the next one's going to be awful. Don't come, don't, <laughs> no, no, don't I come to the next. <laughs> yeah, what do they say? If, if, the, if the dress rehearsal is great, the performance is going to be awful. And if the dress rehearsal yeah. just goes down the toilet, it's going to be a great show. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my next one's Murray, Kentucky. That that that's gonna be one for the books right there, probably. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's gonna be where, where it all falls apart. Let's no. get okay, everybody. Get your cell phones ready. We got some YouTube fodder coming up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but you talked about accepting the Lord at the age of sixteen. You grew up in a Christian home. What was it that caused you at sixteen to say, "Well, maybe I should make this for my own"? I I, I think there's a real a real 
blessing in hearing people's conversion stories because I think it's encouragement to us as we go through our life, you know, trying to help other people or trying to make sure that our sure. lives are right. What was it in your mind that said, that as a 16-year-old, oops, maybe I better make this personal? Well, first of all, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed even in church work, um, and that's something I'll talk about in a second, but in church work is, is people being in church all their life and convincing people that they're saved because they've told people they're saved. And then at some point going, you know what? I'm not saved. Everybody thinks I am. I mean, I'm one of the leaders of the church. And so you got to get past that pride and go, listen, first of all, it don't matter what anybody thinks. Secondly, somebody needs to see you step out and go, Hey, I'm going to make things wrong with the Lord. Cause somebody else is on the brink mm. of doing the same thing you're doing yeah. and you need to be there for them. So if I have anything to say to somebody who's worried what people are going to think, cause it, they may be, maybe you may be the um, Sunday school teacher and you may go, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I actually, mm. you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think one of the best things you can do is just be real and go, you know what? Time out. There's an issue. We got to make this right. And I think God will use that. I think God can use stuff like that. But anyway, at the age of seven, I thought I got saved. Thought a bunch of friends down, you know, kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, just one of those, I got saved and, and I've always, I was just always saved and I was in church. Going to church was never an issue. I was at church every time the doors were open. My mom took me to church. My yep. dad traveled a lot. So, I mean, I was Wednesday night, you know, Monday night youth, Sunday morning, Sunday night, you know, they, and I'm sure something else happened on Tuesday and Thursday, and Friday, <laughs> right. yeah. you know, some, some sort of after football lock-in fifth quarter or something. And it was fun. It was a place to be. It was a, it was a good place to hang out and safe, you know. Um, but at a youth con, at it, there was, a youth night at our church on a Monday night, I was 16 years old. And I just, I don't even remember what the youth pastor said. I don't, I don't remember. I just know that that night I was like, I've got an issue. Hmm. Not only am I not saved, not only do I not feel like I'm saved, I'm one of the leaders of the youth. I mean, I'm, I was one of the guys that was looked upon as a leader, yeah. you know, not, not a leader of the kids, but a leader of the pack, so to speak. Sure. But man, I, I just had, God just placed in my heart and said, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go down. And, um, so I did. And, and it was ever since then, I know, I know that I know type thing, you yeah. know, I've, have I always been, he's never failed me. I, I know I failed him from time to time. I'm, I'm, I just turned 40 years old on May 13th. And, um, so I, it's not one of those deals where I'm like, I got saved at 16 and I've been perfect ever since. Yeah. Cause I think we could all agree. That's, that's a lie. Nobody would expect that anyway. Yeah. But, um, but I, I, you know, honestly, God's done a work in me in the last few years. We've been a part of a church plant in my home area where I'm leading music with my wife. And I mean, that's just really, that's just really grown me a lot. Um, and I will say the, the pandemic did a, did a number on me spiritually, hmm. you know, starting in a bad way. And then ended up being in a great way. So I'd, I'd be interested in digging into that a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Well, first of all, when, when the pandemic hit, my life just went into, I mean, I'm a singer. Yeah. I can't go sing now. Yeah. Do I, do I have a job? Yep. No income. You know, you're on the, off the road I mean, now. Yeah. Do I have a job? You know, all of a sudden, I mean, it's easy to say God is great. God is good. When you're, when you're working all the dates you want to work and, and there's no, um, you know, life is good. Yeah. And we've heard, but here's the thing. You've heard it your whole life. You sang it, you know, mm -hmm. God's with us on the mountaintops. He's with us in the valley. 
you know, God is good no matter what. And you're, you know, and you, and you believe that I believe it. Yeah. I know it, but then you're, then you're in it. Yeah. You're like, you're like, Hey, this ain't cool. God, you know what's going on? I mean, like, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't say it like that, but I mean, that's basically what you're saying. You're going, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and you start, you start doubting, you start getting a little, you know, instead of being the guy that goes, you know, God's got it under control. He knows before anybody else did. You know, this didn't catch him off guard. Instead of being that way, you're you're more, you know, knee jerk reaction in the flesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then on the flip side, we got a phone call from a pastor friend. He's like, guys, this is crazy, but I feel God urging me to start a, a church in the middle of the pandemic, basically. Wow. And let me tell you something. I, I was off the road for a purpose mm. in my in my mind. Yeah. Because had I not been off the road for that year. I would have never been able to have right. been a part of a church plant. Right. And really, and really get rooted in the church. And that's been the greatest thing that, I mean, you know, I've, like I said, I've been in church my whole life, but, but being in music, being gone so much, you're in and out, yeah. you're in and out, yeah. in and out, in and out. And sometimes we are the church. Well, of course we are the church, Yeah, but sometimes when we go sing, we're the church, we're yep. the church service. Yep. Like we're never the fed, you know, we're, we're the ones doing the, you know what I'm saying? Yep. 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 So it's like, you know, sometimes you got to go, Hey, I need somebody to like sing to me yeah, <laughs> or, you know, preach, preach back to me, you know, or whatever. And so, and so it was nice getting rooted in church again, where for a year, man, I was leading worship and getting really, you know, I felt like I was getting where God wanted me to be on what songs to sing on that morning that would penetrate the hearts and mm-hmm. my heart. And then, hearing the sermon and being with my family in church and that man, that just, it was just amazing. Yeah. It was just an amazing time all because of a terrible thing. So God used it, which we know he works all things. Oh, sure. But, um, but so that's where the beginning of it, I was probably as low as I've ever been, but by the end of it, I was going, wait, this would have never happened. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, so there's that, there's, there's, there's my reason. There's the family. You know, everybody dealt with different things at different times during the pandemic. Some, it was just horrible. Some lost many, many people. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. Um, but in my life, it was a true, I don't know, it's just a true growth thing for me and my family. It was like, you know, I was home a lot and it was great. Yeah. So to parlay this forward, pandemic is slowly lifting. You guys are starting to get out and travel more. You're also going to be doing some solo dates. How do you keep this momentum from the past year of being fed, being part of that, going when now you're getting back on the road and you've realized how rich that that year and a half or whatever was? How do you keep that going when you get back to the normal schedule? That's a great question, and honestly, yeah, it's it's already kind of you know I'm, I'm sometimes I can still I can get weary. You know, it's like I, I'm in the I'm in I'm in the holds of the um, the schedule. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I need sleep, you know, I got time for nothing else. I got to just make sure I get, you know, yeah. Um, what's sleep anyway, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you know, no, honestly, and, and it's, it's keeping up with uh, the church while you're gone. It's, it's, it's um, watching it online. It's, it's feeding yourself with what you listen to podcast or um, reading, you know, yeah. and honestly, I will, I will say that sometimes I do good at it. And sometimes I'm terrible. I'm just, sometimes it's just like, goodness, I got to get, you know, I got to get back. I got to, I got to get back. You know, I, I know, 
because you get in the the ruck the ruckus of you know wake up set up sing tear down you know hurry up and go to bed so you can wake up sing yep. you know and you're like yep. or you're in a car going to a solo thing or you're in a you're going from hotel to hotel and and you know it's not for the faint of heart you know it right. seems seems glamorous and and I wouldn't do I wouldn't trade it for anything I mean I love what I get to do but yeah. sometimes you you could easily get in the rut and you go, you know what? I'm read up and prayed up, and you know I, I'm good for a little bit. And then, and then you realize you're not. Yeah. Um, and so you got we got to be reminded every day. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's what I have to remind myself every day. You know, to be where I was <laughs> during the pandemic yeah. when I was at you know at church and with my family. And um, I, I I think I answered the question. Yeah. No, you totally did. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, working out or, uh, you know, as you're a drummer, I'm a trumpet player. If you don't practice for a little bit, you get rusty on those things. And it's, it's making our spiritual walk as much a priority as our health walk, as our relationship with our family, as our, the skills that we do for our job, whatever that is, that all takes work. Mm -hmm. And we ha it's intentional oh, yeah. that we have to say, okay, God, my time with you is important and I, I don't know of anybody who doesn't struggle with that. I mean, it's not like um, it's not like breathing where you just wake up and okay, I got my breath today. You know, it's it's that oh, I gotta I gotta make time. I've got this schedule. I've got my kids are pulling at me, all these things, and that's a challenge. Well, and I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, the things we do in our career are visible. You know, people people see me on stage. You know, they right. they they, they judge they judge me by what I do during that two hours, not, not judge is not the word, but they, you know, they take what take away with it, yeah. you know, behind closed doors, they assume. And, and, you know, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get yourself to do something when, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's going, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. Or, or man, I'm tired or, you know, I'm just going to sleep in and sleep right up until load in and yeah. skip reading this morning or, or skip, whatever yeah and so we're all we're all guilty of if it's not if we had a hundred people waiting on us to come in and read the bible you know okay i'll be right there okay uh so you know yeah, it's not like it's tattooed across your forehead i read my bible today right <laughs> exactly 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 <laughs> yeah so well that's i think you know that's an encouragement for all of us to know you know we've got to be intentional about digging in and knowing that our relationship with jesus is the most important thing that's going to feed us so that we can do our day job, whatever that is. So we can in interact with our family and with our friends. Yeah. And I'll say this, the days that I don't, which I wish weren't as many, it, it does affect me. It, it affects me. It affects what I do. It affects how I, how I might treat people or not treat people, but it, how I, you know, any adversity, kind of how you handle adversity, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not where you need to be spiritually, if, you know, you'll handle it wrong or yep. you're in a wrong headspace, I guess. Yeah. It helps your interactions. It helps it how does. you interact it, it, with it, it. Yeah. Period. Yep. When you're talking to, when you're reading about the grace of God and his mercies and, and how, you know, we're nothing, you know, who are, who are we, you know? Yeah. And then you start treating people with that humility of, you know, of God's grace and mercy and, it's a whole, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. But when you, when you wake up, you're like, jerk, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole different deal. You're like, well, I know he didn't read his Bible this morning. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, let's talk about anywhere Jesus is. 
You've got this brand okay. new album. It just released. Uh, it just released this last week. For us talking, this episode is going to release in a couple of weeks, so it'll be last month that released. Talk about the album. What's kind of the message behind the album that you hope to get out with with this CD? Well, first of all, this is this is me to the core. This is if I if I listen to an album, this is what I want to hear. Um, I made a dream record, all the way from the style to the way it sounds. You know, the sonic quality of it. I'm very weird about that. I'll, if, a, if a CD quote unquote sounds bad to me, it could be the best singers and best songs, but if it's got a bad EQ or I, I, it ruins me, I just, I'm, I'm weird about it. But uh, it's honestly, these songs are, I feel like some, some trigger points that are talked about sometimes. Maybe they're not, maybe they're talking about it in a different way. Like the first track on the album is called home in the dark. And, um, it's basically when did right become wrong and wrong become right? How could children of light be at peace in the night? Don't let the shadows of this world get a hold of my heart. I don't want it to feel at home in the dark. It's that whole, you know, we're seeing change every day, and we're and I'm guilty. You're getting used to it. You're getting used to the darkness. You know, so whether you want to admit it or not, you're getting used to things that 20 years ago you've been appalled. Now you're going, oh, here we go again. Little by little the sun goes down And it gets hard to see All of the changes all around When they come gradually It's getting clearer day by day Whoa, yeah we live in a long I mean, I remember back when I was a little kid, when somebody, you know, got a divorce. I mean, you talk about just like, whoa, dude, like what is going on? Yep. Like, this is crazy. Well, now it's like, what? You know, and that's not good. That's not right, you know? And um, and there's and you can go down the line now on different things. You're going, well, this should bother me more. Yeah. This should bother me, you know? But we are children of the light, you know? And we're not children of, that should be, um, persuaded by darkness, but that's what that's what the devil wants. The devil wants us all to live in a slow fade. You know, it's a slow, it's a gradual. He's seeking whom whom he may devour. Yeah. As far as the title cut, anywhere Jesus is, I've written songs about streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearls. I've done it, and and no, those are great things. Yeah. But man, if Jesus ain't there, I mean, I don't want to go. You know, uh, what, what's the what's the use? And no, and also we started this church. Um, we started in the log cabin and it wasn't nothing fancy. It wasn't a church. It wasn't a steeple. Um, we didn't have a choir loft or organ pipes or anything like that. You had to pass a bunch of cattle to get there on dirt road in the pond, and, which is exactly what the lyrics of this song is. I think about walking down Main Street and the folks that pass my way. Seeing old friends and family talking about the day when this is what we dreamed about what we were living for 
I was standing in the wonder, just being with the Lord. Don't need to be streets of gold, they could all be red dirt roads. I'm not looking for a crazy mansion, I feel at home in a humble cabin. Don't matter about a crystal sea, a little pond is cool with me. I gotta say, at the end of the day, it comes down to this. Heaven's anywhere Jesus is. But yeah, so that the anywhere Jesus is, is is just pointing out the fact that Jesus can be anywhere. Yeah. He can be on a dirt road. He can be at the pond. He can meet you. He can meet you anywhere. So the whole thing of that means if if we are the body of Christ, which is what I think you're trying to say. And we mm -hmm. are in a place where there are people who don't know Christ. Jesus is there because right. that's our mission field. That's where we're where He's putting us to be. And my my personal thing, the last oh, about two three weeks, I've been really working at waking up and saying, "Okay, Lord, I want to follow you. What are we doing today?" It's not please bless what I'm doing. It's what are we doing today as a family, and how am I following you? And and for me, that's kind of what you're saying is. Anywhere Jesus is is where I want to be. Exactly. No, you're totally you're totally right. I think it's two. I think that song's twofold. The the one fold is without Jesus, what is he, you know what is heaven? Yeah. You know, if Jesus isn't there, then what? On the flip side, it's God can be found out of, away from Sunday morning. God's with you more than just Sunday. Yes, He leaves with us. Yeah, you know, He yeah. comes. He comes with us. Uh, so anyway. Ten tracks. It's an old school ten song album. No EP. No, you know, I I want to make an album. But yeah, this is my heart, man. This is my heart. I mean, I think these songs, like I said, they they're all different in what they say, uh, different topics. Um, but some of them just really hit some unique. I got a song called "Save People" that's going to be the next single, and it's basically talking about how saved people serve people, mm. and served people get saved. You know, it's a nice yeah. little riddle that yeah. I got from a sermon that I heard. See, there you go again. If you'll just, if you'll listen to sermons and read, you get, you can get songs out of there. There you go. Yeah. Um, that you can tell other people about. But, um, you know, and there's a line there and we've heard it many times. Sometimes people don't care how much you know, do they know how much you care? Right. I mean, we, why do you think there's a world changers? Why do you think there's a brother's keepers? Mm -hmm. Why do you think there's, it's, it's those, it's that, it's yeah. that being the hands and feet, like you said earlier. Yeah. Cause, and where you can get get in their yard, help them, help them with their yard, and go. Hey, by the way, you know, soften them, soften yeah. them up. You know, with being Christ-like and and being like Jesus, you know, and not just walking up going, "Let me tell you something, you sinner." 
it may be true, but that's probably not the best way to get your point across. That's right. That's um, and, right. And, and, too, so, and too, like social media, you know, it's like we're all on social media, all these Christians, and, you know, we're arguing over our doctrine or, or whatever, or arguing over something. And I'm thinking, man, what non-believers look at that and go, man, that looks like fun. I think I want to join that. <laughs> yeah. Like, My pastor this just literally this Sunday was talking about um, one of the best military conquests is to divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. And what has social media done to the church? Oh, yeah. It's divided us and conquered us. And we are falling directly into the devil's trap of being divided and conquered because we're arguing over stupid stuff instead of banding together in unity to battle in and you know be be God's warriors to battle the darkness. Listen, so. so social media is has been great for so many things. Mm-hmm. I mean, social media has been amazing for for the church in some ways, and for music, and for any. I mean, you can name it, but man, the devil has used it. Yep. I mean, he has used it to to be divisive, like you said, um, to cause doubt. Um, to have preconceived notions of people that yeah. you wouldn't have known had they not been on social media. Um, some people just need to, some people need a manager yeah. on what not to <laughs> just start, start, just get them off Facebook. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please. I've, I've seen some pastors get on Facebook and do and say things. I'm going, y'all, you're, I mean, whether or not you want to admit or not, you're held at a different standard. You can't do that. You can't, you're all equal. We all, you know, sin is, you know, but when you're, when you're presenting the word of God, you are held to a different standard. I, it's just the way it is. What does the Bible say? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's taking some right. very good things and destroying mm-hmm. because he's twisting them. And that's what he's here to do. And if, as long as we as Christians don't recognize that and just go with it, and like you said, just be, oh yeah, well, what, that's whatever. We're falling into yeah. the we're falling into the trap. So, and all, yeah, it goes back to that song "Home in the Dark" on the record. It's just that song really speaks to, really speaks to that. Yeah, but but then it but then it intertwines in with the save people, serve people, and God can move mountains, and we can be the seed that He moves the mountains with mm-hmm. if we'll just be the hands and feet of Jesus, and and instead of brow beating, you know, or you know, putting putting your finger in somebody's face, man, why don't you just Meet them where they are, and you know, find common ground. And and I'm not, I'm not saying, con, I'm not saying uh, condone or, or or right. You know, if they if they ask you what you believe, say you know, I mean, this is what I believe, but this is why I believe it. And, you know, I, I don't, I may, I may disagree with you, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you. Yeah. I, I love you as a brother or sister, and, and here's why I think you, you never know. I mean, I, I have, I've had a case in my life recently where. I got to know somebody who is not in church at all uh, through something that, you know, uh, and so I got, and small talk led to after about two months, small talk led to, and first of all, when I say this, please know I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on God, but um, please know that. But uh, small talk led to what do you do? And I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian singer and I sing Christian music. He's like, I knew something was, he's like, you've been around here and you've heard us say things that he said, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've heard us know some language or whatever. I'm like, he's like, but you, you know, you never, you, you never told us to stop or, or, you know, you just kind of did your thing. And 
you didn't you didn't join in or you know whatever and i was like i was like well you know i mean i forget what i said i didn't say i didn't say i didn't say anything like well it don't, it don't matter but the point <laughs> right is, yeah yeah he, he he appreciated he appreciated how i handled it and honestly i didn't know i was even you know i was just doing what i thought was felt was right, right. i knew that if i would have said you're offending me stop it now you know uh I would have never reached him, but now, you know, he's, he's wanting to come to church and he's wanting uh, to bring his family Very and he's, cool. he's, a, uh, you know, he's, he's got my CD and the group CD and he's proud of it. And he listens to it. And he told me him and his kids are listening to it at home. And nice. it's probably the only Christian CD they got in the house. I mean, just be, just be quite honest with you. So that's a great example that I learned from myself. Um, and I tried to say it without giving too much away because just in case i want you got to feel weird but, no but the door um, was the door was open because you were a friend to him you weren't condemning you were loving him you were accepting him you were being part of his community so that when you shared what you did it's like oh i'm interested in knowing more about that yeah i'm in i'm into this guy this guy this yeah. is this, you know i want i want what he's got he's you know and I, and i didn't condone it i didn't go man you know that's okay bro that's that's all good man don't worry about it. you know yeah i didn't say you know I, I just didn't, I didn't go there, you know, and he knew, he knew, he knew where I stood, yeah. you know, after the fact, but he also knew where I stood before the fact because of something, something was in his head going, so what's your story? It yeah. was almost, it was almost that, okay, man, you've been coming here for a couple months. What, what's your story? Yeah. You know? And, um, so it led to a, a cool little breakthrough with him. And, uh, That's we sweet. talked about Christianity. He's had a bad run of Christianity where he got burned by the church at a young age and, and I told him, I said, man, I said, I said, don't blame God for that. You know, that's, that was a man, that was a man thing that yeah. God didn't burn, God didn't burn you, a uh, man did, you yeah. know, don't, and that was my, that's the only way I could answer that. Um, and so, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're, we're working through that and I'm, but also maybe more aware of some other things that are coming down the pike to, to be ready for, you know, because I feel like God puts those things in front of us all the time, we just got to be ready. Well, Scotty, I want to end with one thing. Every week I send out a newsletter to a bunch of folks who've committed to praying for artists. How can we specifically be praying for you in the days and the weeks that are coming up? Wow. Um, I think I think twofold. I think one is praying for my family through this. Um, you know, I think sometimes people forget about the family who is behind while, while the artist goes out. Right. And, uh, and, and I know the applause is for God, you know, when you're, you know, I know, I know ultimately we're applauding the goodness of God, but the family's back at home and they're not getting applauded and the wife's not getting applauded for running kids around because the dad's gone singing and, and they're really the backbone of this whole thing. Honestly. I mean, I just put more on their plate, this whole solo thing too. Yeah. And, uh, so I pray for the, pray for my family, you know, pray for, there's, they're in the ministry with me, you know, they're, they're in this with me. And also, just pray that I will, uh, my heart will be guarded and everything. You know, there's so many things thrown at you out here. Um, so I think just praying that God will continue to guard, uh, my heart will be guarded okay. uh, from from the things that the devil can, can throw at me. Or That's huge, man. That's, you know, uh, like I said, when you're doing, when you're doing kingdom work, the devil wants, doesn't want that. And, and so my family and my heart. 
Thank you for this encouraging chat, Scotty. You've reminded me of a couple of important things. First is something that we've been talking about on this podcast for the last several months. How can I be intentional about being with Jesus and working alongside him on a daily basis? What does that look like to say yes to God and be ready to serve alongside him? But to take that a step further, there is some recognition that we are dealing in a battle with darkness. The devil is doing everything he can to turn our attention off of Jesus. Scotty's song, Home in the Dark, reminds me of this illustration. If you take a pot of boiling water and put a frog in it, it'll jump right out. The heat is overwhelming and dangerous, and the frog knows, I gotta get out of here. But if you put that same frog in a pot of cool water and then slowly heat it up, you can boil that frog to death. It doesn't recognize the gradual temperature change, and before he recognizes the danger, it's too late. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love this world or the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers you a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but they are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But everyone who does what pleases God, well, they'll live forever. In John chapter 17, verses 14 to 16, Jesus is praying before he ascends back to heaven and asks God for protection over his disciples. I have given them your word, he prays, and the world hates them because they do not belong to this world. Now, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. So for me, today's conversation is a reminder to stick as close as I can to Jesus, doing what he asks us to do, so that even though I'm in a fallen and dangerous world, we can, together, make a difference for eternity. Ultimately, we need to be careful not to be comfortable at home in the dark, but instead, we need to live in the light, anywhere Jesus is. This week, I featured Scotty Inman's song, Home in the Dark, Anywhere Jesus Is, and I'm going to close the podcast with his song, Saved People. You'll find these songs on Scotty's album, Anywhere Jesus Is, which is brand new, and you can pick it up anywhere you get your music. Of course, I recommend that you pick up the album directly off of Scotty's website, and I'll put all of Scotty's links in the show notes for this episode. As I always do, I want to thank you for joining me for the conversation today. I'm grateful that we get to spend this time together each week hearing about God's amazing faithfulness. As a regular listener to this podcast, would you consider helping me fund the work that I do? When you contribute any amount each month, you not only help fund the podcast, but you also get to help write the questions that I'm going to ask my guests. Learn more about all of this over at christianmusicarchive.com donate. Next week, I'm talking with pastor and singer Calvin Bridges. Calvin has been recording gospel music for more than 50 years, and I'm looking forward to sharing this conversation with you. So be sure to join me next week and every week when I share stories of the people that you'll find on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. And to close things out, you know what I'm going to say, God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you. You might be that voice in the choir on Sunday morning. Or be a welcome smile for that new face in the crowd. Or be that silent prayer for somebody who's in need. God will move a mountain, and we can be the seed. Oh.
save people, serve people, serve people, get saved. An act of kindness can shake the blind is standing in their way. Sometimes the best witness is what you do, not what you say. Oh, save people, serve people, serve people, get saved. They get saved. Full of lonely, broken hearts on every corner But we can be a light to the lost and show them love well, You might know the Bible quote The hows and wins and where's but Some people don't care how much you know Till they know how much you care right. Oh, save people, serve people, serve people, get saved An act of kindness can shake the blind is standing in their way Sometimes the best witness is what you do, not what you say. Oh, save people, serve people, serve people, get saved. They get saved. You know when you have that bag of salad sitting in the back of the fridge and it starts getting brown and has all that gross water in it? Yeah, donuts never do that. <laughs> 